Good morning, everyone, and welcome into the 10th episode of Topper Talk, a podcast presented to you each Friday morning by the College Heights Herald and the WKU Herald Sports Section. I'm Drake Kaiser, the sports editor of the College Heights Herald, and as always, we're going to be covering athletic discussion and news at WKU. I'm joined in the studio by our producer, Mark Webster, and later in the show, you'll be hearing from several of our beat reporters who will tell you everything you need to know about the Hilltoppers and the Lady Toppers. You'll also hear from the WKU coaches and players our staff has spoken with throughout the week. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, we now welcome on football beat writer Alec Jesse, who's going to give us the recap of what happened last Saturday when Florida Atlantic defeated WKU 35-24 to and give us a little bit of preview for the Arkansas Razorbacks, who are currently 2-7 and and sitting at 0-6 in SEC play. So, Alec, what did you really see on Saturday that stood out to you against the, uh, the Owls? Well, you had a very strong start, uh, which was a bit different from what happened against Marshall. Um, instead of getting down 17 nothing like against Marshall with two early turnovers, WKU got up 14 nothing pretty much right off the bat. Get a touchdown by Lucky Jackson uh, in there. Him and Story stayed hot. But <clears throat> it was uh, quite short-lived. Uh, the, the whole game kind of changed when I believe it was uh, Roger Cray didn't feel the punt right, rolled all the way down to the two. WKU was pinned back deep. And then later in the and then on that drive you had a strip sack fumble. Um, I don't know what I forget. Helton said in the press conference that they were taking it was some sort of a risky play or it was a run pass option. That's what it was. It was a run pass option, um, and they just left some dude on the backside unblocked, and, and, and story got clocked, and uh, and uh, FAU took advantage of it, got the fumble, and, and then from there it was just it was it snowballed. It was twenty eight fourteen before you knew it. And WKU, you know, they tried to get back in the game. They had a blocked field goal there, down 20, uh, it was a 28-14 at the time. Ha- got the ball on Owl territory. And Story threw one of the worst interceptions of the 2019 season, the literal, literally the first play of the drive. Helton said he was trying to take a shot, but I, I don't really know why that was really even necessary. They had the ball. I think it was within six minutes left. Uh, you know, you could chew some clock, and then if you score a touchdown, then you're up three, and FAU's got to go the length of the field almost to, to, to try to tie the game. So, yeah, I mean, I you know, that was a bit of a questionable maybe shot, but it happened, and then after that, FAU scored, and that was that. Uh, so back-to-back losses for WKU. You had an implosion the first game against Mar- – the first loss against Marshall at the beginning, and now you had an implosion against FAU towards the middle. So um, if everything holds up, it looks like we're going to get an implosion at the end of th- this week's game now. But uh, but that is definitely concerning that you're seeing just complete collapses from the Hilltoppers in the last couple of games that were very important. Well, and I agree with you in that, you know, it kind of, you kind of started to think back to the shades of not only like earlier this season against Central Arkansas, but you even started to get some murmurs I've seen from some people like, you know, the Mike Sanford days of just blowing these games that 
that you're in. They they were in these games. They were leading these games at some points, and you know it's just it's tough to it's a tough pill to swallow when you feel like that you've played well enough in the last two games, at least at certain points, to win both of them and to keep and build a huge lead in the CUSA East Division, be right on track to be representing your side of the conference in the conference championship, maybe even be in the talks to host it, depending on who f- finishes first on the other side. To now. The East Division is basically out of the question. You're searching for your sixth victory. You've been sitting at five wins for two weeks. And things are just kind of, there's some questions that are circling the program. Not necessarily, you know, that things are just in a complete downturn right now. But the team is definitely looking to get back on track. And they've got to do it. And they've got to do it fast. And they've got to do it against an SEC opponent, a Power 5 opponent. Arkansas is a very bad team. I mean, that's just objective. I mean, you can't really say anything else about it other than they're a bad team. But they still are an SEC team. They still have SEC talent. And this is going to be no easy feat. So, I mean, going into this game, what do you think are the biggest things from what you've seen the last two weeks? We were at Marshall and we were there for the FAU game. From what you've seen from this WKU team overall, offensively and defensively, what are the biggest points of emphasis that you would be emphasizing if you were Clayton White and Brian Ellis? Well, yeah, to go with Arkansas, they've had, I think, one good performance all year. Um, they they took A&M down to the wire in Dallas. That's that's kind of a rivalry game, though. They have been absolutely atrocious in every other game. I mean, I know they've won two, and I don't remember off the top of the head, my head who they beat. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it looks like so Portland State and Colorado State. Uh, that that doesn't look to me uh, to be two powerhouses. They lost to San Jose State at home. Um, I know they they went to Kentucky and gave them a game, uh, but Kentucky had a wide receiver at quarterback. Um, Auburn just destroyed them, and Alabama. Do I need to really go more into that? And Mississippi State, who had just been playing atrocious recently, um, fifty balled. Arkansas. So we're not talking about a good team by any means. We're talking about a team that has beaten, you know, Portland State's not a not a an FBS team, and Colorado State is, but I can't imagine them being too good. I mean, San Jose State, you know, was that their first non-conference road win in like a decade or something? <laughs> something ridiculous, like against a Power Five team, right. something ridiculous. So yeah, so I mean, for WKU, let's just get this straight. It's, it is a winnable game. Um, doesn't mean they're going to win. But maybe when the season started, you probably thought, yeah, SEC, probably not. I mean, no, I, I mean, I, you know, I, we'll get into game picks later. I'd probably give the edge to Arkansas, but this is a very winnable game. Um, I think, obviously, the key is turnovers. I think that's first and foremost. You had, what, seven turnovers the past two games. Uh, the previous two before that and the wins against Army and Charlotte, you had zero. Um, so there you go. I mean, that kind of some need I say more. Um, and then – as far as the defense goes, I think you just got to be able to get to the passer. Wasn't much of a pass rush <clears throat> on Saturday um, because WKU does not have a physically imposing secondary, uh, which means bigger receivers, which I think Arkansas does have a pair of fairly decently sized receivers. Uh, I, I don't know that off the top of my head, but it's kind of some of the games I've seen. Um, they, they don't have a huge secondary, so – that means that, you know, if the, if Arkansas has a bunch of time, I don't know who plays quarterback for them, but whoever that is, has a bunch of time, that could spell trouble because 
you, you can't count on the coverage to hold up for more than five, four or five seconds. You're going to have to be able to get there. So I think D'Angelo Malone, Juwan Jones, and, and company are going to have to get home. Um, and I think you're going to have to have some semblance of a run game. I think that hurt WKU big time against FAU. You know, Marshall, they ran the ball pretty well. Um, but it was almost – it didn't really matter because they dug themselves in such a big hole. But uh, against FAU, there's nothing. I mean, they just had nothing. And I think there needs to be some semblance of a run game. I think the trenches are important. Turnovers are, are important. Um, and you got to get off – and I think third downs are also important. They've been pretty piss poor both sides of the ball getting off the field. on th- I mean, that final FAU possession, like they had ample chances to just get off the field or – if they settle for a field goal, FAU, WKU's down six. I mean, and then you get the ball with a chance to win the game. And, you know, obviously, in WKU knew FAU was trying to run the ball because it was late in the game. It was after that story interception. They're trying to run the clock out, and it didn't really matter. I think by the end of it, they let them score because just to get the ball back. But it, it but up to that point, they couldn't really stop the run regardless. So, I think that, that that's kind of the keys that I take away from this. Well, and with Arkansas, too, I mean, they're – I think Nick Starkle was who's been their primary starting quarterback, but I'm pretty sure they made a change of quarterback last week, and he gave him a little bit of a spark. Tyson talked about that on Monday at the press conference, that, you know, he thinks that them making the quarterback change could spell a little bit more trouble for WKU. And he was really adamant that this is still, like like we've already noted, this is an SEC team. It is. I mean, they still have that type of talent. They're a young team. They're moving up in the world. I mean, any schedule that includes as many ranked teams as they've already faced and things like that, I mean, you're going to struggle when you're a young and developing team. I mean, Arkansas has not been very good in several years now. So thing is, I think the biggest storyline, as we all know at this point, Ty Story returning back to Fayetteville. I mean, he spent his first four years with the Razorbacks. He's a native of Charleston, which is 80 miles south of Fayetteville. He was an all-time Arkansas, you know, high school quarterback. I mean, just one of the legends in that state. But he just never really had that type of career or success at Arkansas. And and I saw the uh, Arkansas's head coach was saying, you know, that he wished Ty the best and that he was excited to see him and things like that. But that necessarily to kind of emphasize that they didn't run him off. At least that's not the impression that they're trying to give off is that basically Ty wanted to go somewhere else that he felt like he had more opportunity to start. And originally that was not looking like the case at WKU. I mean, Stephen Duncan won the starting quarterback job, but by the time that you actually go to meet Arkansas, our, our Ty Story is your starting quarterback. So this is going to be a homecoming for him. You know, he's going to be pumped up to go play his former team. So like you mentioned earlier, let's get into just a little bit of preview and game picks for this one. Ty Story coming back to his hometown area and coming back to the university where he played so many years and made a lot of starts a season ago. How do you think his performance impacts WKU, and how do you think this game eventually shakes out? Well, he's a quarterback, and the quarterback's the most important uh, player on the field at all times. So the way he plays is the way the whole game will go for WKU for all for. For all I'm concerned, um, so he's going to have to protect the football. Um, he's definitely been throwing, been been taking more chances, but I think it's good. But you can't be reckless with your chances. I think that the offense as a whole has got to be better about when they pick their chances. They got to play better situational football. That was something that, that had been harped about for a while, uh, kind of earlier, early mid season. 
Um, and I think the last two games, situational football has been poor, thus losses. That's going to have to improve. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Story's going to have a lot on his mind. I'm sure he'll have a bunch of family, friends there. Um, so I think he's just going to have to figure out how to drown out all that noise and just play fo- play some ball and protect the football. I think that's first and foremost. As far as the game itself, um, yeah, I mean, Arkansas I think is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, so it's essentially a pick em, um, which is pretty crazy when you think about that. Um, but I'll, pro- I'll, I'll take – I'll take Arkansas. Um, I won't pick WKU probably until they look a little bit better. They've looked just not good the past two weeks. Um, and, you know, I think Arkansas, uh, you know, this is their senior day. I forgot to mention that earlier. So you got to think maybe a little extra uh, motivation, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but maybe there's, you know, last home game of the season. So they, they pick it up a little bit. So I'll, I'll take Arkansas in a, in a close game. I don't really know a score right off the top of my head. 24-21, um, something like that. But, yeah, I, I think Arkansas in a close game. That's, that's what I'd go with right now. Well, guys, I had a really great time, as always, talking to football beat writer Alec Jesse. He came through and gave you guys the rundown of what happened last weekend against FAU and what you need to be on the lookout for this weekend when the Hilltoppers take the field once again at Arkansas. Now, let's transition a little bit. I was able to talk with head coach Tyson Helton earlier this week, and he had some solid insights to share. Alec was also able to speak with WKU starting quarterback Ty Story. Listen in to what Helton had to say at his Monday press conference and what Story had to say after practice on Tuesday. No, not at all. I, I do tell our football team uh, you're evaluated by your full body of work. You know, you and uh, – you know, there's a statement, what you do in November, they remember, you know. It's, you know, September's come and gone, October's come and gone, and down the stretch is kind of what you're remembered for. And uh, I think everybody will look back on this football season and say, hey, this team played it really hard. This team positioned themselves to go win games. What I'd like to have them say at the end of the year is, hey, you know, this team finished strong. They, they had a good year. They had a very successful year. Um, a lot to be a proud of. They accomplished a lot. So when we look back at the end of this month, I hope we're having those conversations. Now, is that going to be hard to do? There's no question, but you got to love that challenge, you know, to have the opportunity to go get some quality wins at the end of the season and position yourself to, you know, who knows? You may still be in the conference hunt. You, you never know. But uh, to say you could go to a bowl and go win a bowl and all those kind of things, that, that's something for our university, our program, to be proud of. So we, we got to try to make that happen. I mean, it's – I don't know if it's that much of an advantage. Yeah, it's cool to know those guys and everything, but at the same time, you can see what they've done on film and uh, being able to watch – that's the main thing. And they've, they've done some different stuff this year, I've noticed. Um, with uh, just how they play and stuff. And they're playing a lot of young guys, too. A lot, some of those guys weren't there when I was there. So uh, it's going to be a fun, fun uh, atmosphere, and we're going to hopefully go out and uh, do the best we can. Wow, that was some good stuff from Tyson Helton and Ty Story, but we're going to be shifting gears a little bit more, this time to WKU Women's Basketball. Last Thursday, the Lady Toppers played their only exhibition game of the season against Division II opponent Kentucky Wesleyan. Listen in to what head coach Greg Collins had to say after his team scratched and clawed for a 72-60 win over the Panthers. Well, I think the helps, what helps us the most is that we've got good film. 
now. And so we can sit down. It's gonna, we're going to have a good instructional session right after we have a good running session for good and contested threes. And, and now they'll get better a little bit. Because we have some kids that thought they were better than they really are. And I like playing at Kentucky Wesleyan because, number one, they're well coached. They're a good team. They were in the NCAA tournament last year. And they go five out and they shoot to three. And that was the one style that really bothered us the most last year. Was UAB plays that way. Marshall plays that way. We lost Ohio in the WNIT. They played that way. So this is a style that if we're going to play bigs, we got to be able to guard this style. And so, uh, you know, we, we didn't for a while. And uh, then we started learning and adjusting. So we've got to get better at it still. The WKU men's basketball team was also in action this week as the Hilltoppers opened the regular season with a strong performance against Tennessee Tech on Tuesday night. Listen in to what head coach Rick Stansberry had to say after his team picked up a solid season-opening victory against the Golden Eagles. Well, it just gives you another element. You know, we didn't have a we didn't have a four guy last year that could give you some tough points. You know, paint points. Um, as you watch Carson play, you can see it's work in progress with him being um, a four guy. He's been in the paint all his life. So it's not always smooth the way you run out there and the way he moves. But the one thing you never question about him is just how hard he's going to go and, you know, toughness he's going to play with. He's just got to continue to get better with everything we do. And, uh, again, get, you know, getting that ball in that right moment, I didn't think we did very well tonight. Alright guys, welcome back to Drake's Views from the Hill, where I'm going to be giving you guys a rundown of all the major happenings each week in the world of WKU sports. One Lady Topper program season came to a close this week, while another group of Lady Toppers are set for a ranked matchup on the road. And honestly, I'm here to give you guys the rundown. The WKU soccer team's 2019 season came to an end in the quarterfinals of the Conference USA Tournament when the Lady Toppers were defeated 2-1 by Charlotte and Denton, Texas on Wednesday. WKU ended a two-year tournament drought by making it into the 2019 field, but the Lady Toppers still haven't been able to win a game in four trips to the CUSA postseason. Following a loss in their first-round matchup, four WKU seniors will depart from the hill. The 2019 campaign featured the Lady Toppers' first 10-win season since 2016 and the 14th 10-win season in program history. The WKU volleyball team moved to 24-1 over the weekend, defeating Texas El Paso in straight sets at home last Friday. The Lady Toppers lead the nation in wins at 24, winning percentage at .960, and are one of two programs in the nation with a 20-match winning streak this season. WKU also moved up to a number 22 ranking in the AVCA Division I Coaches Poll released last Monday. Following another dominant weekend, WKU will make a trip to the Lone Star State for road matchups with North Texas on Friday night and number 17 Rice on Sunday afternoon. I had the chance to speak to volleyball head coach Travis Hudson on Monday afternoon. Here's what he had to say about his team, which has continued to add upon the best start in the program's storied history. Um, to be honest, I mean, I guess I recognize the uh, accomplishment. I recognize how hard that is. It's hard to win two in a row. Um, but it's, it, you know, uh, I, I'm guessing you guys could live with if, a never, if another person never got in front of you and said they take them one game at a time. I'm guessing you guys could live with that. Um, but, uh, so I don't want to say that, but you just get wrapped up in each individual challenge. 
and what it takes to win the next one. And, you know, one of the things that sometimes is frustrating for me in our program is people think we just slide the jersey on and go win 20. That's what Western Volleyball does. And uh, look, I promise you, we have to work very, very hard to win the next one. And, you know, I think that the truth, it's not that we're just gifted beyond everybody that's on our schedule, but I do think that we find a way to value every opportunity. And, and you very rarely see a slip. You very rarely see us not show up. You very rarely see those things. And so it truly has been a, you know, a process one right after another to get us here. But, um, you know, again, I think it just says a lot about the culture. I talk a lot about the culture of our program, and I think that's what it speaks to more than anything else. Is, is being able to get ourselves there uh, night in, night out to be able to put together such a consistent streak. And you already know, Drake, I appreciate you every week, week in and week out. Drake's views from the hill, a classic. Like I said, it is now week 10 of debate time. Myself and Kaden Gaylord, we're locked in. And this week we're going to be talking about Ty Story and the return to Arkansas. And our debate will be, will Ty Story have a fantastic breakout game against his old Arkansas team? The game is at 11 o'clock a.m., so let's get right to it. Kaden, is he going to have a breakout game? Me personally, I think this is this is his coming home game. It's just his uh, going back to where he left, and he wants to show out because yeah. he wants to show that he's better now. So I really think he will show out. Okay. I mean, honestly, the past few games he's, he he hasn't he hasn't played that bad from what the stats show. Yeah. I mean the the FAU game three was it three interceptions I believe that wasn't not all of them were his fault. Uh, you know, but he had a pretty good game, and I think. Because he's going back to Arkansas, because Arkansas is not good. Yeah. I think, really. I think he will show out. I mean, Arkansas allows 443 yards per game, and they mm. allowed Kentucky to beat them with the wide receiver at quarterback. So I believe, and which Lynn Bowden is straight speed, right? He's all speed, all move. Yeah. Like he's, he's an athlete. And Lucky Jackson is an athlete. We so, know that. But my biggest thing is with, with this return game, Arkansas, they know this man back to, you know, they know this man like the back of a playbook. He was their quarterback, you know, and you're transferring to a school where it is not any of their competition. Pull up the schedule real quick. Pull up Arkansas' schedule. I'm about to break it down to you, man. Because I think Ty Stewart will have a, you know, he'll have a, a good game, but it's not going to be as good as what people think. He's not going to go out there and throw for five touchdowns and things like that. I mean, they play teams like Alabama. They play teams like, you know, they have uh, they even play LSU, so it's like these teams are like they're no jokes. They lost thirty one to seventeen to Ole Miss, you know. And their two games they won, they beat Colorado State fifty six to thirty four. And it's like one of those things where you you just don't know. SEC ball is different. We've seen what WKU did in the past against an SEC opponent, and they kind of let the game go away against Vandy a few years back in overtime. So it's one of those things where. I'm not a believer of him having a tremendous breakout game. I'm a believer of if he'll be able to not turn the ball over because they know this player, you know? Yeah, exactly. It all comes down to turnovers. Like, he's been looking like Stephen Duncan lately with all these turnovers. <laughs> oh, I believe, man. I believe it was like six turnovers in this past few games. But for me personally, I think, you know, when you're playing a team that you used to play for and you have friends on the team, you have enemies on the team, you know, you want to show out. You want to play your best. And I think he'll be motivated to do 
what he's been doing for most of the season. I mean, he has more stats than – he has better passing yards and a better uh, percentage than Arkansas's quarterback right now. So, I mean, it's not like Arkansas has weapons to where that they will beat uh, – where they will beat Western down, down like that. I mean, Western has one of the top defenses in Conference USA. I mean, I get it, Arkansas plays in the SEC, but, I mean, they've been out here getting blown out like it's nothing. So I really feel like Western really does have a good chance, you know. That I mean, you, you you are bringing up some some very valid points, Caden, without doubt. I'm just thinking you're going back to your home. Arkansas sits at 2-7 right now. They're seventh in the SEC, and their two wins came from opponents that weren't in the SEC, if I'm not mistaken. Port, oh, Portland State and Colorado State. Yeah. Okay, and now they play a team in Conference USA, WKU. Give them win number three. I'm give, giving them win number three. I think – they're, they're due for a win. You know, I mean, they've lost 54-24 to 24 last week. A week before that, they lost 48-7 to 7 against Alabama. The week before that, they lost 51-10. to 10. Yeah, we're, we're disrespecting this Auburn team. and I mean, not Auburn. We're disrespecting this Arkansas team saying, oh, yeah, they're 2-7. and seven. But look at that. They've had a lot of hard battles. They've been in the trenches a lot. So, if they get any type of team – any type of undisciplined team, WKU has to play their best game of the season. If they want any shot of beating Arkansas, they have to play their best game of the season. And this is where I think gets confusion. This is where I think serves WKU a purpose when, because they have Ty Story. You know, they have Ty Story, a quarterback. So, you know, that's, that's, their, that's their leg up. Although he didn't play defense, I mean, he knows most of those players in the locker room. So I'm sure he's – you know, when he's on the sidelines after practice and stuff, he was able to see what the defense does and and things like that. But I just think it's a it's kind of like a game where you can't overlook. Although they're two and seven, they're in the SEC and they've played a lot of teams. They played they're roughly on their schedule. They've played four out of the top ten teams: Alabama, Auburn, and today LSU. And there was another team on there I can't think of right now, but they just have a hard schedule. I mean, yeah, but like like you said, he used to play for Arkansas. That means he played against that defense in practice every single day. But was he really getting hit like that? But the point is, though, like he he's broken he's broken down that defense before, and he knows that playbook that Arkansas had, so he can break down that defense pretty easily. I mean, that, I mean that's what typically happens when you're going up against a former team that you used to play for. But I'm saying like. I mean, you, you could say Arkansas is due for a win, but you can also say Western's due for a win. I mean, they they've are. had two two games, the past two games, they could have won, and they should have won if it wasn't for turnovers. So they're out there looking to prove something to them, too. They want to be bowl eligible. They're one, they're sitting one win away from bowl eligibility. And, you know, I, I think they have more of a chip on their shoulder after fumbling the FAU game, you know, letting FAU score 28 unanswered points when they were winning. You know, so I really feel like Western will come out here and Ty Story will come out here more determined, you know, to win this game, especially because it's against Arkansas. What do you think the biggest takeaway is for this Arkansas team? Uh, I mean, just to see, for me, it's like their quarterback play. You know, Nick Starkle hasn't played that well throughout this season. Seven touchdowns, ten interceptions. So to me, it's like they gotta they they want they need to establish that running game. I mean, obviously their seasons they're not gonna get to a bowl game, so they they wanna they wanna see what they can build on for next year. And I feel like the running game is something that they can build on for next year, because the running back that's pretty good. I mean, he he ran all over Kentucky whenever they played them. So for me, it's like they they want to come out here and beat 
their former quarterback, and they want to see what, what they have going for them next year. Yeah, okay. So we'll have to see. Both of us think we'll, Ty's story will have a good a good game. I just think Arkansas might pull out this game just because they've been taking brutal losses to some very, very talented teams, you know. So we'll have to see. Stay tuned next week for debate time. All right, guys, I really appreciate Cade and Mark coming on and giving us our weekly dose of debate time. But with all that being said, that's about all we have for you guys this week. But we will be back next Friday morning when the Topper Extra newsletter hits your inbox bright and early. Between now and then, hit us up on social media. Mark is on social media at Talk It Up Sports. That's T-A-L-K-I-T-U-P-S-P-O-R-T-S. And the Herald is on social media at W-K-U-H-E-R-A-L-D. And on Twitter, we have our additional Herald Sports page at W-K-U-H-E-R-A-L-D-S-P-O-R-T-S. Reach out, hit us up during the week, and let us know your feedback on the show. We'll be back and talking with you guys next week, but until then, see ya.